Spears and chat, John and Matt. They're your hosts with the most, and sometimes they talk about ghosts. Ooh. But don't ah. be afraid. Oh, yeah. Just pour yourself another rose. John and Matt will always be there to save the day. Sipping on spirits, acting so Spirits in Chat with John and Matt. I am Matt Pullman. And I'm Jonathan Emerson. And this is a podcast where we make up a drink and talk about all things in the supernatural realm. Today's guests are Sydney and Nicole Prado. Sydney is the host of a podcast called Behind the Behind. Before we get to that interview, John, what are we drinking today? Well, since Sydney and Nicole, did you say? Mm-hmm. That's right. Sydney and Nicole, uh, who you'll meet very shortly, are uh, residents of Texas. We thought a Texas-themed cocktail might be good, or I should say a cocktail that has been rated number one in Texas, as well as Mexico, as I understand it. So uh, your first guest there might be a drink we featured on our podcast not long ago, the Margarita, um, but that's not the case. It's actually uh, a cousin of the Margarita known as the Paloma. All right. Okay, uh, what's in the Paloma? So the Paloma is, in this case, uh, two ounces of Tequilo Agave Special uh, Silver, um, then... Uh, Four ounces of four ounces of grapefruit juice, uh, combined with a little, uh, I should say, an ounce. Uh, no, excuse me, half an ounce each of simple syrup, and then uh, shaken uh, with ice is how I handled this. But you could stir it uh, and then top it off with some club soda for a little fizz. Okay, great. Let's try it. Let's give it a try. Cheers. Cheers. Mm, uh, it's not okay. bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's yeah, great. it's grapefruity. It is grapefruity. I can't uh, really taste has, the grapefruit. I think is the tequila overwhelming the grapefruit? I think so. It, I might Maybe have gotten the ratios tad. off, possibly. Um, no, it's but I'm always used to grapefruit being super acidic and having a certain aftertaste, which that doesn't have. It's not bad. Uh, it's uh, not. You know what? I think expected. the. I think the. Uh, so some people actually stir in just a teaspoon of sugar rather than simple syrup. Mm. It's possible the simple syrup from my bar kit uh, may have just rounded out the grapefruit too much. Uh, and then, of course, the tequila, you know, if, if it's a higher test like this, uh, very well may uh, change some of the grapefruit consistency. So it, you're 100% right. It does not hit you with that forward grapefruit acidity that you're used to uh, when you just bite into a grapefruit. But I'd say it, it reminds me very much of like a grapefruit themed margarita, uh, especially since I salted the glass, which is also mm-hmm. optional here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. So I have my drink all ready to go. So without further ado... Please enjoy our interview with Sydney and Nicole. All right, and welcome to the podcast, Sydney and Nicole Prado. Welcome, guys. Ooh, yay. Hey, thank you. Hi. Thanks for being on the show. Um, welcome. So, Sydney, you are a fellow podcaster. You host a podcast called Behind the Behind. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and what your podcast is about? Uh, I just recently started getting in the game uh, and I'm doing it pretty, I'm not, I'm playing hard mode. So I'm doing two episodes a week 
All and, right. <laughs> Good on yeah. you. <laughs> that, that's, uh, that's that's Iron Man that's podcasting right there. It's 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 been rough, but it's been a great process. And it's just uh, behind the behind. It's kind of funny sounding, but it's basically everyone has a story, and I and I feel like the best way for me to get that story is just to talk to people. So. <laughs> And that's basically it. it. The closest like representation would be like Joe Rogan, but I'm definitely not as cool as him. So uh... <laughs> yeah, I've noticed you have a lot of different types of people on your show. I've noticed there is, you know, from musicians to more artists to politicians. Uh, yeah. Comedians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of it. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. All right. So Sydney, uh, you connected with us. Most people who connect with us are either experts in the supernatural or they've had an experience that we talk about. Um, so you're kind of the opposite. Uh, you're, you're kind of like me is that you've never had an experience, but you think there might be a reason why. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah, uh, the basic uh, analogy would be, I wanna be like Fox Mulder. You know, I want to believe. Uh, I don't doubt that there are is something out there. I just haven't seen any or felt any physical proof of the existence of the supernatural world. My wife, on the other hand, has had vivid experience. <laughs> I have, yes. Oh, amazing. Many. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd love to hear about some of those, but I, I guess the first thing I'll bring up, and it's just interesting because, um, you know, in my own dynamic with Matt, you know, he also has never had any experiences and just, you know, is uh, sort of the the uh, Dana Scully uh, in our little group, um, you know, a little bit more of the skeptic by nature, whereas I've had uh, also numerous experiences and uh, have met and talked with so many folks who have. But the interesting thing about your experience is that um, you've actually had feedback, um, maybe from Nicole and, and some other folks, that there's something uh, in the nature of your very spirit that actually wards these experiences away in, in one form or another. Is that right? Right. Uh, it's... I, the, I guess a guardian spirit, a guardian angel or something along those lines. Okay. Um, we, we lived in a house together where when I wasn't home, she would feel a presence constantly. And then oh, wow. the second I was home, nothing. And I, I wish I could be like, yeah, I actually saw a cupboard open or something, you know, but uh, I don't know. You, you go ahead and you tell them. Yes, more. please. Yeah. So um, that wasn't my first experience, but sure. um we were living with a roommate in, in a historical part of town. And this, this particular house was, I think, over 100 years old. And so um, quite a bit of history. There's been additions and everything, but there were like original parts of the house still. And so um, I hated being there alone, um, mm -hmm. especially because, especially in the kitchen, for whatever reason, whenever I was doing dishes, I swear I could feel something like behind me. And then it's weird because in my mind's eye, I would like turn real quick and try to try to catch it. And um, it's like, in my mind's eye, I saw it like dart, like to the opposite way of where I was turning. And I was just like, I can't stand you. <laughs> I cannot stand you. So that's, so that's amazing. I mean, um, that reads to me as, as very much a uh, sensory experience, you know, rather than like a, a full apparition, uh, you were, you know, you were getting that, that sense of being watched and being oppressed, uh, you know, from afar, which is super common, especially among the gifted or, or what I'd call the sensitive, you know, the, the sensitive folk. Yeah. Mm. So whenever I have someone have an experience, my first question is, well, what does that feel like? Is it your heart is racing? Is it a tingling feeling? 
like what does that feel like in your body when to feel that there is a presence that's a really good question i would describe it as more of like a sense of being watched like you could just feel something watching you um i don't know if i would describe it as tingles or pricklies but definitely like a heaviness you felt a heaviness within you and then coupled with you know feeling like someone's watching you you know and he he would kind of roll his eyes he'd be like all right you know like (laughs) too many movies you know kind of thing but um I mean I didn't I didn't actually didn't bring it up um until a couple months later uh to my roommate and um she echoed the same thing she's like you know what when especially whenever I'm alone I do feel like something's like right up my butt basically. So, um, so we kind of shared those experiences, the same kind of, you know, heaviness. Um, and then of course, feeling like something's like right behind you, you just can't look at it though. Yeah. And the fact that it's been, you know, that, that you had a, you know, someone else in, in the house with you cooperating the story, um, you know, since it, it, it means it's such a powerful presence, it would mean to me, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, that it's such a strong presence. It's not just affecting, you know, let's say a psychic walking into the room, but anyone, you know, like most folks, you know, so it, it actually speaks to me about something that may there. So there's the supernatural in the, in the seeing and sensing of some paranormal activity. There is some layer of the supernatural, as we were talking about a little bit before in the it vanishing like thin air as soon as you get in the room. So uh, I have a couple thoughts on that. But <clears> do you have any other? Ex- you, you mentioned many experiences. Are there any others that um, you know were either audio uh, or visual in nature? Um, you know that were that were either coupled with such feelings or separated from them. Yes. So um, with my this happened, I think about I would say ten years ago. Um, I was living in a house. Um, with some roommates who uh, the house was built on church property. Okay. And so it made rent really cheap. Um, <laughs> it's like nice. 500 bucks for a three bedroom house. Okay. Okay. We yeah. Live yeah. So, so yeah, you're, my really head is like exploding right that, now. But that by itself on. is supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> right. No ghosts needed. That's, that's enough. But um, anyways, and it's like, um, there'd be a couple things that would happen that was kind of weird where um, our dog's um, ball would start rolling down the hallway and all the pets would be still like, they'd be like laying down sleeping basically. Um, Another thing where I remember in the kitchen um, we heard a crash and it was like all these dishes were broken, but it didn't make sense. Nobody was in the kitchen. First of all, no animals were in the kitchen they just kind of broke on their own more so. So that was a little weird. And then um, my roommate actually would have really vivid dreams and uh, she would wake up with bruises on her body. Um, and she'd be like, I was literally like finding something in my sleep, like wow. a spirit, you know? Um, I tried to get her to tell more to me, but it was kind of hard for her to get out. And so, but I mean, I saw the scratches and the bruises on her and I was like, oh, that's kind of like, you know, terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, once you get, I mean, once you get into the, so uh, that's definitely indicative. So I'm one of those geeks who's like, I have to watch all the shows. So I have random terminology for everything. So please forgive my geekiness. Um, But uh, 
once it goes, you know, it's not, it's definitely not like a memory haunting when you have things thrown about the room. It's very intelligent. Um, and then when it's directly harming, that's, that's very, that's very direct. That's very uh, targeted, um, you know, which is, which is, as, as you mentioned, Sydney, super terrifying. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So Sydney, I want to get back to you for a second, because you mentioned something in our email correspondence that was interesting is one of your theories that maybe that you have an experience like this is like your dark soul, a dark aura, other I've mentioned about uh, you. Uh, it was more like a, like a heavy, a heavy, okay. heavy sphere. Um, Sorry, no, that, that, that sounded. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I feel like I'm playing D&D real for a second there. I love <laughs> yeah. it. But uh, um, when I was really little, uh, I was able to lucid dream really easily. And I did that all the way up until maybe like five years ago. Since then, I, I work too much and now my sleep is a little irregular. So it's it comes and goes. But I have really good control over like my thoughts and, and how I react to things. And I think that's not much just me. But if, if I do have a guiding spirit or a very protective spirit, maybe that's part of that. And like things happen, I always felt like I'm taken care of. Like we're both pretty religious. Like we have, we we're believers. And I think to believe in uh, as a Christian, you also have to believe in the supernatural because they go hand in hand, whether people agree with that or not. Sure. But I, I do think that I'm, I'm covered under something that is, I can't really explain. I haven't been able to find much of it. Um, I've done a lot of research onto like angels and what each angel their names mean and and things like that but uh i i've worked at a haunted house that was in a 110 year old um train building and there was a ghost that people always saw as a child that would transform into a dark shadow and i remember i was a manager and my teammates weren't weren't doing their job they were just standing in a corner looking and i was like what's going on and i went and they were like they're pointing they're like it's over there it's right there. We can see it. And so I was like, there's nothing over there. I walk over there. It's Texas. So it's like 90 <laughs> degrees outside and inside it's probably like a hundred million degrees. Cause it was so hot. I'm in a full latex suit. Oh Lord. <laughs> and the only, that's the only time I've ever actually felt something was it dropped to like 60 degrees. I was I instantly, went, instantly went cold. Um, it's dark, so I couldn't see if there was a vent or something. I mean, that was the first thing my brain went to was like, how do I, how do I explain this logically? Sure. And, but since then, nobody's had problems at that place. And I'm like, it's not me. I, I, I didn't do anything. I promise. I'm not like an exorcist or anything. <laughs> that got me, that got me more interested into it. And I play a computer game called Phasmophobia, which is such an awesome name for it because you're ghost hunters. Okay. And you use actual things that the ghost hunters on TV shows use. And it's got me, I want to interview these people. I want to interview people that are involved in this because it's real and, and perception is reality. Right. So yeah, that's when I, when I saw your show, I was like, you know, I want to talk to these guys. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I've been thinking about doing the show in my own experiences, having someone who, who hasn't experienced anything, the link between psychology and these phenomenon. Um, in the past, I've kind of had a cynical attitude sometimes, or so, so I wonder if my own cynicism and 
I don't want to say so. I worked in comedy in New York. So, and you know, as being a New Yorker, being in a certain world, just having a, a certain attitude, I wonder if that has actually closed me off to a lot of these experiences. So, the more we're doing the show, the more I'm really interested in the psychology of, you know, because I do think that there, you know, I think there's a link between everything, you know, be, between faith, between spirituality, between our brains. Um, so, so I wonder if maybe people like you and me who haven't had these direct experiences the way maybe John or Nicole has, it, it might just, it could just be a, a way we look at the world, which is not wrong or right. It's just kind of, you know, how our brains are wired. Right. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. It, it actually goes back. So I, I've actually done a lot of research on over the years on, um, uh, and I'm, I'm just excited that I got to talk about this, this phenomena of the, uh, when you have ghosts around you and you're not seeing that in and of itself is, is phenomenon, you know, of, of, a, of a sense. So you have the, there's like several different types of this that, that you run into metaphysically. Um, and the one is super, super simple. And you two just described it to a T it's psychological or what I would call uh, the metaphorical pulling the blanket over the head. Humanity's like last defense, first and last defense against ghosts is just, please don't see me. Don't hear me. I'm not here. And that alone, there, that spark of humanity, that change in psychology can often, you know, keep you from experiencing anything. And then there's sort of the second tier of that, which I would call a more like active style of warding. Uh, if you go on ghost tours, you'll have folks tell you things like, okay, we're going to white light now. And that, that basically is a projecting of the inner psyche outward uh, to prevent like attachments and that sort of thing. Um, and that goes along with any type of active warding. So if you meet, you know, a Wiccan who tells you they can, or, or a Christian spiritualist who has sensitive abilities um, and they tell you, no, I got this, you know, they're, they're using their faith, their essence to actively push outward, you know, kind of like a natural shield. And then you have the final phase of this, which is when you, when I heard that like heavier spirit or guardian spirit, there's the shamanistic plane of things too. And if you go into native cultures uh, and in many cultures around the world, there's this idea of connecting with the earth or the spirit or God, or, you know, some other being connecting in a way that allows you to serve as a shield for both yourself. Uh, now I feel like I'm in D and D land uh, and <laughs> others. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's very fascinating to me. Um, so forgive me. I think we kind of touched on this, but maybe we got a little bit away. So Nicole, have you ever had an experience where Sydney was, was around where you saw something he couldn't? Or is it just whenever he's around, is it just kind of like a blanket? It's a great question. Uh, shield. So um, the last time that I had something paranormal happen was in that house um, with my roommate and um, in the really old house. And so that, and honestly, whenever he... It would, it would be so frustrating to me because mm. I would want him to feel it too, like sure. validate me, you know, and of course this is before I talked to my roommate. Um, but I was just like, um, so anytime he came home, it I would always get home first and I would feel it. And then as soon as he would come in, it would dissipate. And I'd be like, come on, show up, show up. Like I want you mm. <laughs> to, to see what, what's going on. And it just never did never did i might so. smell you know that might be the actual thing <laughs> i have a smell oh my gosh <laughs> so no nothing's ever happened um and with me and sydney at the same time 
I mean, that was like when I, I remember being a kid and being afraid of the dark and dark spaces. But when I was alone, I just felt like everything was heightened to the nth degree. I hated being alone. I hated being in like a dark room. But then if there was like another human being, like it was fine. And I mean, that's a very childlike way to experience life. But that's still But, but I feel it also it. Yeah. is kind of a microcosm of how, you know, perception can't yes. can work too because if someone else is in the room I, th I feel like you, you your guard is so much more down when you're alone you're so vulnerable even like being when John's away and I'm like sleeping in the bed by myself I hear a no I just I hear so many noises like I don't and again that might be my brain that could be something else but I've always felt like when I'm alone just everything is louder everything is brighter and more vivid. With our Japanese chin now, we're never alone. But um... <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good point. Um, so I actually had something else happen, and um, this was in the on the church grounds. Um, okay. So in that house, the really cheap one. Um, so I was a self-proclaimed um, agnostic. Borderline okay. atheist, you know, I just didn't really want to touch religion because it just felt very man-made and just, um, I couldn't decipher, you know, anyway. So I say all that to say is that, um, I did have one experience where I was, um, woken up out of a dead sleep. Um, and I, it sounds weird, but I heard footsteps on the rooftop and oh, wow. the footsteps though, cause I was like, wait, it was like a crunch, but it should have been a crunch, but it was more like a clop for some reason. It felt, it sounded very hollow. And I was like, that's weird. So I felt it right above me. And it was about a series of like three or four steps above me. And then behind me was um, the wall. It's oh, outside. Hmm. And I, and I heard it go down the, the side of the wall and freaked me out i woke up and i heard it and then all the cats started meowing oh no yeah so i was uh nobody else heard it um it was just for me i guess i could not go back to sleep until it was daylight and so it was about seven in the morning and i go outside just to see if i you know can see footsteps or what you know any any kind of um proof or evidence but I kind of followed with my eyes of like, okay, here's my bed. There's, you know, where it probably went. And then for some reason, my eyes just kind of trailed along and it led me to a, um, pot, a pot, potted plant on um, the balcony or on the patio. And it was so weird because the top and the bottom were fully intact, but the middle was twisted. Like somebody just went like this and just twisted it, huh. but it was all shards and everything. But that's the only kind of thing that I saw, you know, as like, and of course I didn't, you know, take a picture or anything like that. I was just kind of like, okay, going back inside, you know, <laughs> just like, Ugh, you yeah. know? And so um, after that, I was like, you know what, if that stuff is real and I just experienced, and I had other experiences too, but I just experienced that then God and angels and everything else has to be real too. Like angels and demons, it's all, you know, invisible to the eye. Right. I mean, and then it made me, um, actually start believing in God and, um, understanding that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. 
And that's so, amazing. Yeah, I really opened my eyes. <laughs> so that's a really interesting, uh, I'm sorry, I use the word interesting like a thousand times a podcast. It's like a goal <laughs> I set for myself. Um, but uh, because this location was uh, on church grounds and uh, I, I get the sense that you feel that's, you know, part of the reason not only was it affordable, but also, um, you know, quite haunted. Um, you know, did you ever hear from anyone about any of the history of the grounds or like any other experiences that folks who had lived there before had anything like that? No, um, I tried to dig up a little bit of dirt and couldn't really find much. Um, okay. I do know that the church was Catholic. So okay. oh. um, that's about that's about all I know, though. All righty. It is interesting that uh, now you got me <laughs> I insecure about using that word. Spell. <laughs> of all the Christian denominations, I do feel like Catholicism, with all their saints and different levels of deities, that I just feel like there's so much more variety um, of mystical experiences just within the Catholic realm. So I feel like if there was going to be an experience in a certain denomination of Christianity, I feel like it, it tracks in my brain that it, you know, it would be Catholicism because of all the different the layers. History. Well, we, exactly. we talked about this actually in our last podcast, but um, Catholicism very uniquely, um, as Rome did, sort of absorbed a religion after religion after, you know, like anytime it ran into a pagan uh, culture that had a quality it didn't, it couldn't overcome, it just absorbed into, you know, their faith. So uh, you have a lot of that, that uh, history, you know, behind all of these things. Um, and we, I was watching a travel channel show last night uh, with, with the Virgin Mary statue somewhere in Spain, like spinning around. And I'm like, that's actually more terrifying to me than some of these uh, demonic <laughs> shows I've seen. So, <laughs> but, but I feel like also with Nicole's story is this is probably about the second or third story we've heard where in the end it was a, it was a positive experience. Um, you know, when we, when we started this podcast, we thought we'd be hearing a lot of stories about scary things and terrifying things, which we have, but a lot of our guests have had these experiences, which kind of led them to a broader understanding of the world and of themselves and opened their eyes and in the grand scheme of their life, led them to some knowledge or some wisdom. Some or deeper our insight, so yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it was a very, uh, could be scary, but ultimately, you know, positive experience. Absolutely. So I really it's, like hearing these types of stories. Um, yeah, it's it part of my testimony, actually, of sure. what I tell people, you know. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I think that this is a great way to wrap things up on, on a happy note, while we're all feeling good about the <laughs> other side and no one's scared to go to bed and turn off the lights. Um, so Sydney and Nicole, um, let us know where can our listeners find your podcast on the web? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, is that iTunes Podcast? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Podbean, uh, YouTube. Google, YouTube. We're everywhere that you can get a podcast. Uh, yes. It's just behind the behind. Uh, we're on all social networks uh, at BT Behind. And if people want to have a cool story told that maybe isn't supernatural, you can reach us at btbehind at gmail.com. And I would love to share your story. So That's amazing. Amazing. And we'll link to your podcast and to your socials and our show notes. So if you want to listen to Sydney Nicole's podcast, um, we'll post about that where you can find it. 
All right, guys, this has been really great. So, uh, awesome. so nice to meet you. And you too. Nice to meet so you. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Have a good Bye. night. Later. Bye. 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 Welcome back. Uh, I think one of my biggest takeaways from our conversation with Signe Nicole is kind of the, the state of mind that someone has to be in or can be in in order to experience something paranormal. Right. Uh, like, like we said in my interview, I, I think being in general skeptical might be a roadblock in general. Sure. Uh, just having, just shutting yourself off before you even get to the point. I mean, one could you... argue that's like humanity's baseline of defense against paranormal activity is lack of belief. Right. Right. So it, in our interview, we had two people, one who has never experienced something, one who has, but when together they haven't, which is the most fascinating part for me of that interview. And, I, and I'm wondering if it's what I kind of talked about towards the end. Um, you know, being in a relationship uh, creates kind of an emotional safety net right. for people. So I wonder if, you know, if that, you know, if the comfort of being with your loved one, with your spells could be either its own protection or as a way to not put on the blinders right but you know not to have those kind of sensory perceptions as heightened as they would be when one is alone right i I think the comfort of a loved one there definitely speaks to an almost primal uh, home and hearth feel the the spirituality of the the home and hearth um, you know the sort of the being with your family the warm light in the cave um, you know of of uh, you know our our most uh, uh, primal instincts so I, I think that that definitely can have an effect um, you know it's certainly less scary to be in scary situations you know when you're with a loved one that's that's certainly mm-hmm. something it also speaks to the polar opposite of that which is you know you mentioned that was one of the more um intriguing things for you is that you know sydney did not really uh experience anything uh or i should say neither did nicole when in sydney's presence um that's actually quite classic uh the the um haunted spouse versus the uh semi-skeptical spouse who then you know wants to trust and believe their spouse is experiencing these things but in themselves are not are not seeing or not experiencing uh these happenings so you know it's 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 paradox and it puts couples in a in a difficult position uh oftentimes but what really amazed me about this couple was for for me it seemed that both of them you know even though nicole's particular experiences were actually rather scary I and mean, these were intelligent hauntings that that cross a couple different uh categorizations um you know it seemed to really bring them a closer together and be stronger in their individual faiths so mm-hmm. it, you know it, it goes back to something we've been touching on in in many of our episodes this season uh which is something positive to be taken out of a paranormal ac- activity or experience right and that was similar to i think it was both Monique and Miriam this season's both their experiences, while somewhat scary or disturbing, they didn't lead them to higher faith, higher spirituality, a higher sense of, I Purpose guess, a, a global and beyond. And, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to, you know, being in a couple, I, I think 
when someone's alone, they're so much more vulnerable. And I think being in a vulnerable state might make some person more open to these experiences. It's also why when people are really sick, either terminally sick or even just running a fever, um, they're they tend to see things and that, you know, that some of that could be explained as just psychosis sure. or lack of sleep or medication having side effects. But I, I think there is kind of a vulnerability in being ill and, you know, not being able to, you know, move to get out of bed that you may, your experiences may be a little more heightened. Uh, so I, I just think, you know, anytime someone is alone, they're definitely more vulnerable. So maybe yeah. being in a couple, you know, being with a loved one maybe just shuts yourself off to experiencing that, whether that's a mental, you know, psychological thing or a spiritual thing. It maybe helps you not so much to overthink things you're scared of. And I think, um, you know, all the way back to childhood are, and, and definitely uh, it, it follows you into adulthood, but when you're in a scary situation of some sort, your brain races with uh, ways things could go even worse or ways especially if you have you know any sort of anxiety but you're looking for that personification of the monster in the dark so I think anytime you have that uh, peace and comfort of a loved one uh, it can help to to mitigate that or at least maybe shut the part of the brain down off that is racing past uh, logic or maybe adding to um, you know things that are being seen and experienced uh, and leave you really with what's just there which can often be less scary than you think right uh, any other thoughts on today's episode? Uh, no, just uh, an amazing couple. I think uh, their podcast is fantastic, so I would ask our, our audience to, to give it a listen. It is uh, uh, Sydney's uh, podcast, and it's um, Behind, the, Behind Behind. the Behind. So yeah. check it out. Right, great. And thanks again to Sydney and Nicole for being our guests on this week's show. Thank you, as always, to our listeners. And a big thank you to Mickey Hommel for singing and composing our theme song, and to Molly Roth for designing our artwork. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us online on Facebook and Instagram at Spirits and Chat. You can also send us an email at Spirits and Chat Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and all the other podcast apps. If you could find it in your heart to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple, that'd be greatly appreciated. A five-star rating and a review really helps our visibility on that platform. Until next time, stay spooky!